Hello and welcome to another episode of the Manchester is Red podcast. I'm Charlotte Dunker and today I'm joined with Kieran Kelly. Hello there. And making his Manchester is Red debut, we've got Liam Corliss. Hello there. <laughs> How are you both? I'm absolutely fine, thank you. Very good. Um, Enjoying the international break. Are as you? all our listeners are. I'm sure they all are. Not pining for the real football, should we call it that, to be back already? Let's keep going. So maybe we should start off. United have now played for 1-2, lost 2. What have you thought to their start of the season, Kieran? It could have been better. Obviously, um, when you think City only lost two games the whole last season, United have already hit that that target, the target that you don't want. I suppose there was a bit of optimism after the Leicester game. You know, you think of all the frustrations in the the summer, and, and it was a good performance after that. But what happened at Brighton, and then, you know, ultimately what happened at Spurs. I know the first half was, was encouraging. Um, it was you were going into that Burnley game almost fearing the worst, and to their credit, they, it was a really professional display, and uh, they went back to basics and and they got a clean sheet, which I think is so important given that conceded eight goals in three games so I think there's there's you know a, a base there to build from now going into that Watford game I, I think that's come at a good time Watford obviously in really good form but they wouldn't have wanted the international break and mm-hmm. then United I think going into the international break with a win um, is perfect preparation for that that there's a bit of confidence again and the World Cup players are starting to get a bit of sharpness so um you know, you'd like to think he's not going to need to make three, four, five changes again now that he's got something to to build on. And once United you know, get on a run, once Mourinho gets on a run, they're they're obviously a, a team to 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 really fear in some ways. But it hasn't been a disastrous start by any stretch of the imagination. Obviously, it could have gone better for United. But if you read a lot of the reports, it's been crisis this and all that. Do you think there's been a bit of an overreaction because? They have lost two games, I know that, but if they went, I'm not suggesting for one second that they're going to go unbeaten for the rest of the season, but if that's they're the only two games they lose this season, then it's not been a total disaster. Yeah, I'd say it's a massive overreaction, to be honest. Uh, it's been a mixed bag so far. The, the Leicester game was was a, was a positive, I'd say. Uh, I don't think enough was made of that performance. I thought there was a, a lot of good displays on show. Uh, Do you think that's just because of what happened after, though? Because the Leicester game was good, but then the Brighton game was so so bad. Yeah, but again, it's just, it's only one game, isn't it? Like there was a lot of positivity after the Leicester game, after the performances of like Pereira in particular, uh, and then when the Brighton game came around, I think people were kind of expecting us to kick on a little bit, uh, and that wasn't the case. Conceded three goals in the first half, it was absolutely shambolic defensively. Uh, Lindelof, I would say in particular in that game, was was really bad. Um, and then the Spurs nightmare, obviously it was, it was more of a second half nightmare rather than a, a full game because United were quite good in the first half. Um, and then yeah, bounced back against Burnley, 2-0 two, two win, could have been more, probably should have been more, Pogba missed his penalty. Uh, so yeah, going into the international break on a positive after, after a mixed start. You've just mentioned there Lindelof, he's obviously coming for a lot of criticism. Andres Pereira you also mentioned He's been dropped from the squad altogether. He's gone away with Brazil, seems to be having a great time. But you follow Mourinho for a while now, Kieran. This man management that he does, 
bad game, totally out of the squad. Wan Matter's another example of it. He's spoken out earlier this week. He said how disappointed he was to miss out again against Burnley. It does seem quite harsh. Like you could have picked on every single player in that against that in that Brighton game. They were all absolutely terrible. Obviously, you're going to get some worse than others. But in the past, has this been a tactic that's worked for him? Do you think is a wise move, or do you think he's just going to be rubbing people up the wrong way? It's strange, isn't it? Because he'll always publicly say he doesn't have scapegoats in his teams. But um, I think there's a stat in all their team the Premier League has made more first 11 changes and we're only four games in I think United made 22 changes so well he maybe... said he doesn't know his, he yeah. said he doesn't know his back four as well yeah, like what sort of message is that sending out to his players that I don't believe that any of you are good enough to be playing week in week out and who's my best back four surely he just needs to pick a back four and stick with it even if they do make an occasional mistake yeah I completely agree I suppose on the flip side um, that should give French players the encouragement to, to raise their game that you know the untouchable culture that has been there in the past uh, isn't there by default because no one's necessarily putting their hands up are they um, but yeah it's it's obviously alarming that Ander Herrera is being used at the back um, they've had five different players playing at centre back in four games um, and even after Burnley keeping a clean sheet you wouldn't put your, your mortgage on them going with uh, Smolin and Lindelof for the Watford game um, so it's it, yeah, it's a risky strategy, but then um, it's up to the players to respond. And I, I don't think the guys who um, have been dropped at times have, can have too much complaint sometimes. That matter was pretty poor at Brighton. Yeah. Uh, Lindelof melted when he came against Tottenham as well as the Brighton game. Obviously, it's not good for their confidence, but um, when you're a manager who's one or two defeats from a crisis it seems every every time um, I think he has to make those decisions almost and that's what he's paid you know, a ridiculous amount of money for mm. um, I think we, we, we wouldn't necessarily agree with benching players when we know um, Lindelof can do so much better we've seen him at the World Cup we know Bailly is um, is a good defender maybe he's not this world class player he's been made out to be but um the fact that they're still relying on Chris Smalling tells you all you need to know um, yeah. and, and that's the issue going forward is in eight months time are we still going to be talking about oh, Chris Smalling is United's most reliable defender probably you, know, you, can't, you can't necessarily win um, too many titles um, if that's still the case one player Mourinho did bring back into the team for his first start was Marouane Fellaini I was at Turf Moor at times it felt like he was being played in some like makeshift back three. He was playing so deep, but he did the role exceptionally, really. He was good in, at the back and tried to push United forward as well. How impressed were you with uh, Fellaini's comeback? Yeah, I thought he was superb. I thought he added a lot of steel. Um, I don't think United fans mind it as much when he's played in a deeper role. I think it's more when <laughs> he's kind of brought on late in, late in a game, maybe 15, 20 Chasing a game yeah. and Fellaini comes and he up. Get, he gets chucked on up front and I think... Uh, United fans see that as kind of an abandonment of uh, the attacking style that they believe Mourinho should employ. Um, but yeah, when he plays in a deeper role, he has a lot of steel. You know, he's very physical, which is what you need, especially at a place like Burnley. Um, and alongside Nemanja Matic and Paul Pogba in a midfield three, I think that they'll overpower like most teams in the Premier League. So yeah, overall, I thought Fellaini was was a good choice to bring him back into the starting eleven. 
Do you think he could be the secret weapon then? Because you've just mentioned him playing in that midfield three with Matic and Pogba. In the first game of the season, it was quite exciting to see that Mourinho had gone with quite an attacking-minded midfield. Mm. I'm not saying Fellaini isn't an attacking-minded player, but bringing him into the team, they play a different style of football. Is that something that you do think that United, that should be a regular midfield three for United in the season? Well, I was a big fan of the midfield three that uh, Mourinho went with against Leicester, but you could see in the Brighton game, maybe there wasn't enough like, solidity in front of the back four, especially given the little faith that Mourinho has in his central defenders. Um, we've carved, carved open three times in the first half, as I mentioned earlier. So it's prob- probably necessary to have such a, such, a stre- um, such a strong midfield three in front of, in front of the back four. Uh, so yeah, I, th- I think it's something to go with for now. Um, wouldn't necessarily play that, that three in every game. I'd like to see Pereira be given another chance. I thought it was harsh that he was uh, substituted against Brighton and then missed out on the squads for, uh, for the Spurs and Burnley games. But yeah, for now, that's a midfield three I'd go with, uh, providing Fellaini's fit after pulling out. Well, the I was going to say, spot. that's e- either a good or a bad thing, how you view it, because I think it should be a positive thing for United, really, because it doesn't sound like his injury is too serious. So then if he doesn't have to play in two meaningless friendlies, then surely it's a boost for Mourinho ahead of Watford. Yes, I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> we don't know the extent of the injury yet, it's, it's an undisclosed injury, so uh, we'll wait and see. So, speaking of the international break, Mourinho obviously didn't want it to come. Do you think it's going to harm United in any way, or do you think there can be positives to take from the fact that it'll be two weeks since they played? Yeah, like I touched on earlier, I think um, if they had to play Watford uh, this Saturday, I think it would have been a, maybe a tougher game than, than face them with that bit of momentum halting uh, time off. So, um yeah, I'd like to think you know most of those players are going to play. Uh, that's more match sharpness for them, as as we were saying. You know, the the World Cup players are only starting to really get up to speed now. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't think it's a negative. Um, you know, you think that Spurs game they had a week to prepare for that, but when your confidence is so shot, uh, the defense can fall apart no matter what structure you have yeah. there. Um, so, you know, it's it's all well and good having a week. For each game to prepare for them but I think they're in a position now where they have that structure there and, and a bit of confidence and sharpness now where they shouldn't really fear Watford but again that's going to be a real test for them um, in, you talk about your Huddersfields your Newcastles your Brightons those kind of games they they have to get over that hoodoo so so quickly now because they can't afford another defeat in the next month it's these are games coming up now against West Ham, teams like that. You know, I think it's not till next month that they play a, a, a top six rival in Chelsea that you know the games start to, to pick up again. So they, they really have to go on a run now because they're already under pressure. Yeah, because it's obviously this, it's not just exclusive to United. It's the same. Watford have got the same problem. I don't think anyone would have predicted that they'd have the sort of blistering start that they have. So. I suppose the flip side of that is the hope that they come back and they've lost a bit of their momentum and that United can carry on. I suppose you would have wanted them to play this weekend off the back of Burnley, good result. But yeah, it, I mean... It's not to be. Yeah, it, 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 it's really 
six and two threes because yeah. they could go in after that Burnley game and suddenly the attitude could be all wrong again when the mentality issues crop up again um, or they have time now to, to to take that confidence into their international teams and come back and be focused and uh, you know I, I, I think it's it's not necessarily negative now that they have a break but had they lost against Burnley you have that lingering two weeks where gives Zidane reports every day yeah, that's okay. obviously not good but I think it's a very different international break now where everything all of a sudden seems a bit more settled for now apart from today Paul Pogba <laughs> has been at it again he's given his first interview since those Raiola tweets I think the vibe on Twitter today seems to be they're a bit annoyed with Pogba because he's not come out and shot down the reports that he could have moved to Barcelona. He's not come out and said that he wants to stay at United forever, which you don't really expect, I suppose, from players in the modern game. But do you think, but what he said today, Liam, do you think that was a wise move by him? Do you think he would have been better just keeping his mouth shut? I think fans have every right to be annoyed with him, to be honest. Um, I'd, I'd say they would have been the right move for him to keep him, keep his mouth shut because, doesn't like I say, there's, there's no smoke without fire. And uh, if Pogba's refusing to categorically shut down these Barcelona links, you know that it's possibly... In the well, he's just adding fuel to it at the minute. Yeah, well, it's clearly in the, in the back of his mind. Um, he was a player who, who disappointed me the, one of the most this season. Um, he was good against Leicester and everyone thought, oh, maybe he's, maybe he's put the transfer top behind him after the, after the window closed. Obviously, there was still a possibility of going to going to Barcelona with the Spanish window not closing until the end of August. But then he followed that display up with... He uh, was shocking against Brighton. He was shocking against Tottenham. It was a slight improvement at the weekend. Still didn't think he was great. Uh, missed the penalty. That ridiculous run-up again. Um, so, yeah, his comments today would probably infuriate the majority of United fans who just want to see players committed to the cause because comments like this... Will will do no good to to the spirit in the United camp, and we'll probably wrap further round Mourinho, who's who's been um has been quite supportive of Pogba in recent weeks. He insists there is no problem. Pogba says they have a, a player manager relationship, which we won't read between the lines. But it doesn't sound like there's going to be any love lost between them if one of them does go, does it? Well, it's, I think it's another another unnecessary comment. That, um, I think he said after that, like, it's nothing more than that. Yeah. But, you know, you're kind of saying it's in, in black and white, you know, we're just, there's no kind of warmth between us. You know what I mean? But he's one of those players, isn't he? Like, Kieran, you go to a lot of mixed zones. He doesn't, Pogba doesn't stop ordinarily. He has already stopped this season. Mm. He didn't stop on Sunday. He made a bit of a joke about it and carried on walking. But, it just seems like he's got a point, he wants to get it across. He isn't going to shut up, he's just going to keep talking. And like Liam says, do you not just think it's going to keep damaging relationships? Yeah, well, when you think of the players over the years with big egos who've, who've spoken highly of Mourinho, have never uh, hidden that love for him when they've spoken of him. There isn't obviously that with Pogba. Um, and I think last, last season he spoke to the media maybe twice Manchester based reporters and already you know he, he stopped after the Leicester game made that fine comment and since then it's kind of snowballed you had the attitude admission after the Brighton game you had um, this one where he's nodding when you know the interviewer says you have a tense relationship with Jose Mourinho so um, yeah I, I think the fans are, are finally wising up that 
it's not just agents it's not Mourinho's fault necessarily it's um, the player is you know for all that talk about him coming home uh, just a couple of years ago I, I, I don't think he'd think twice um, if, if Barcelona came calling and Barcelona are using a very obvious tactic I think every day you're seeing an official whether it's a player a former player or um, you know a president or vice president come out and say you know innocently always oh, a great player but there'll always be another comment it's just name there. dropping isn't yeah, it all the time all the time and you have their their papers over there naturally are, are, are banging the drum as well so um, while he'll certainly be there till May um, I think there's a saga uh, in waiting there in the summer and you know with Woodward and given how he he's, he's obviously thinking about tying Martial down even though Mourinho want, was so open to him going you kind of wondering, you know, um, is it is it going to be literally as simple as it's either Mourinho or Pogba, um, and depending on how the results go in the next eight months, depending on whether you know, I get the top four, um, there might be a decision to make that. And that situation well, could influence. Pogba is way more marketable than Mourinho, and we all know what Woodward thinks when it comes to marketing. Yeah, and you have to remember um, the investment they made, and the, the I suppose embarrassment isn't the word but re-signing a player you let go for free for a world record transfer fee it's it's not a, a great uh, turnaround is it to go to the Glazers and say oh yeah we had this kid at you know 18, 19 and we're signing for 89 million pounds uh, are you okay to write that cheque so um, they'll load to lose him um, but I think the situation obviously is is they've come to a compromise Mourinho and Pogba but I think long term the two of them just can't be in the same club but it'd be nice to see him produce those consistent high levels of performances that we saw at the World Cup like everyone knows he's capable of doing it for whatever reason it's not happening at United but if week in week out he did that for United and then came the end of the season and he's like oh I want to go to Barcelona but he'd helped I don't I think the league's probably one step too far this season, but helped get United back to second, still get them in the Champions League next season. I don't think too many United fans would turn around and be too aggrieved at that, but at the minute, like you said, Liam, his performances are hit and miss, mainly miss. He's coming out with all these comments. It's quite understandable that United fans are like, well, see you later then, off you go. Yeah, um, we saw how good he was in the World Cup in a probably a more free role that Didier Deschamps gave him. Uh, he was magnificent in France's run run to the trophy, obviously scored in the final, really good goal. Uh, and he came back, uh, obviously a good performance against Leicester, then disappointed in disappointed since really. Burnley aside was, was alright. Um, I kind of disagree. I, I think with, with what you said in terms of United fans wouldn't be bothered if he had a good season and then left. I, I think if he had a really good season and proved himself to be the world class talent on a regular basis. Yeah, they might be a bit more upset that he's not staying, but if his heart if his heart's not in it and he wants to go and Barcelona are gonna give an absolute ton of money. I think they would respect him more if he conducted himself professionally and, and gave his all to the cause while he was at United and yeah. come out with these comments that he's obviously come out with in Germany. Um yeah, they I think they'd be upset to lose him if he did prove himself to be the world class talent if he did kind of develop his world-class talent into... Well, at least they'd have got something for, for all this money that they've paid so far. He's not even got near the potential that everyone thought he was going to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. 
<laughs> oh, well. Awkward. <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, let's talk about something more positive. Uh, Luke Shaw's been on a lot of the back pages this week because he's been recalled by Southgate into the England squad after some really good performance. He was think he was named Player of the Month uh, for United for the first yeah, yeah. four games, which is great turnaround from him. What have you both thought of his performance so far this season? Uh, I think he's been our best player. Well, United's best player, to be honest. Freudian <laughs> 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 slip. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was magnificent. Um, it looked like his career was over, to be honest, uh, at United in the summer. Because I think he left out of the squad completely for the FA Cup final. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had a couple of appearances like in the meaningless games towards the back end of the Premier League season last year. Um, but yeah, he looked like a different player this this season. Uh, in pre-season, he came back. Was it a week early? He came back. Uh, start, mm, yeah. Started his went to Dubai, didn't Dubai, he? Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was really good against Leicester. Obviously, got what proved to be the winning goal. And managed to sh- managed to stand out as it, as United's best player in losses to to Brighton and Tottenham. And uh, yeah, another solid showing from him at the weekend. And it looks like Ashley Young, who was one of United's best players last season, is gonna. He's going to struggle to get back in. I think that shows a different tack from Mourinho as well because Luke Shaw could have produced these performances last... Oh, I know he didn't, but if he had, you always got that feeling that he wasn't going to... He wouldn't keep his place. Remember that press conference? Mourinho were like, lauded over Shaw in the next game. He, wasn't, he didn't play. Ashley Young played and it was like nothing Shaw could do would prove to Mourinho why he deserved to be in the squad, but it seems, seems to be a total turn of events this season. Yeah, I think... The player's responding to him, isn't he? And I think the player himself, is, the penny has finally dropped. I mean, um, I think for so long now we've been you know, thinking these last chance saloons that he's been in. And um, I think the onus is, is, has been on him as well to, to produce what we know we can all do and um, to be consistent. And um, I think with Shaw, he's, he's one of those players, it's, it's a really obvious statement, but he, gets better with every game he plays so if he gets a run of three or four games it's not been a coincidence when he's had that under Mourinho he's, he's been really good um, he's not a player who um, you know I, for me can pull out performances when he's on the bench um, a lot of the time so um, it's been it's been heartening and I think he can build on that and he can only get better as well and it's his position to lose now and I don't think he necessarily has to have a 7, 8 out of 10 performance every week now. I think he's enough credit in the bank finally to, to um, you know, not necessarily to be the standout name every time. Yeah, it's credit to him though, isn't it? Because he came out in pre-season and said it, he was going to fight for this. And mm. he That's has. about time though, yeah. isn't it? It's how, how many how, seasons yeah. down the line, yeah. Um, equally, Mourinho has been brutal with them, but... A lot of managers have had the same frustrations. Roy Hodgson, Louis van Gaal, you know, the application isn't always there. And, and as I said, the pennies drop for him, and, and that's heartening to see. You just want to keep seems keep pushing forward, and it seems like he will do that. You know, he, he's always a very good talker, but he's he's following that up now with what he's doing on the field, and um, long may that continue. Well, we might get to see him in action this weekend for England. I think he's been tipped to start, but we'll see. So we'll leave it there for this week and maybe next week we'll be talking about another positive Luke Shaw um, performance. Who knows? Thanks for listening and make sure you subscribe to us on Acast and all the other usual podcast channels. Thank you.